Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Increasing wickedness, a part of no series randomly selected by the Holy Ghost to preach to you tonight. Are you ready? You're not ready. You think you're ready, but you're not ready. I'm just telling you. I'm not sure I'm ready. I almost want to pray before we read the text. Jesus, help us right now. Here we go. When men began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw the daughters of men were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever. He is mortal. His days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. When the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them, they were the heroes of old, men of renown. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe out mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Father, thank you for what you're going to do. Move in great power in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Help me to communicate, not more than I'm supposed to, just the right amount. Help me, God. I need your help more than usual. Given the sensitivity of what's happening in the earth, help me, God, in Jesus' name. I am going to preach uh, this text And uh, it's a very unusual text. I remember when we heard it in 2003 from Dr. James Morocco in a series uh, called Building a Firm Foundation for Life. In fact, I think we actually have that as curriculum. Where's sister curriculum? I think we have that Building a Firm Foundation for Life as curriculum we have in our life groups. So this is actually one although I've messed with it significantly, the base outline will be very similar to what I'm going to preach to you. And I remember when Dr. Morocco preached it all those years ago, they sold more tapes from this message I'm about to preach to you than, than any other, it was tapes, not A-Track, but just the regular other ones, you know, the cassettes. More cassette tapes. There was line, people lined up because they wanted to hear it yet again. What a passage of Scripture. I uh, will paint the picture 
and uh, I will allude to things that you're going to have to go and study yourself. I'm going to purposely avoid some things, and given the fact that we have children and such, I'm going to shoot high at times. You're going to have to grab it, and maybe you could just go and listen to it later as well if you need to. Um, My point and purpose of preaching this is I just can't get away from it. The Holy Ghost reminding me over and over, pushing me along. And I felt that this was the time that the Lord would have me preach it. But what does this text mean? I'm writing the notes. It really is one of the most fascinating passages of Scripture, certainly debated, hotly debated uh, by, by many. And uh, we see a phenomena here that we need to really understand. I believe it's in uh, Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. The days of Noah. What actually does that mean? I've heard it preached classically that the days of Noah refers to evil being in the earth and man's inclination of his heart being sinful all the time. And it's settled at that. But could it mean something else as well? Two basic interpretations of the scripture. I'm right in your nose. And over the really weird stuff, I'm probably going to move a little quickly so we just don't get anybody freaked out. Is that okay? All right. So I don't think you should do that. Well, when you pastor your own church, you can be led by the Lord and do whatever you want to. Two basic interpretations. Uh, The sons of Seth. Sons of God marry the daughters of man. The the sons of Seth marry the daughters of Cain. Godly line, ungodly line. So basically the godly line, the Seth line, marry the cursed line, the Cain line. Are you following me? Okay. Others have suggested that's what that means. Another interpretation is that angels, sons of God, mate with humans, with women, and produce offspring. Either way, 2 Corinthians 6 is a great scripture. Don't be unevenly yoked with unbelievers. All right? Very <laughs> good. Let's look at the obvious uh, here. Mixed marriages certainly are wrong. And what I mean by that is mixed faith. Not mixed race, mixed faith. You shouldn't marry an unbeliever. Then we say, I'm going to win him over. Uh-huh. Yeah. My, we have a counseling department. And at times past, has been filled with people getting marriage counseling that were going to win over their spouse. And uh, their, their ministry now is trying to win over their spouse on year 25. I, I just would, can I just save you a lot of pain? All of you single people, listen, if you already did that, welcome to your ministry. I'll pray for you. It's going to be awesome. Believe God. Amen. May your godly character turn him or her around and may you ever live fulfilling God's plan and purpose. If you're single and your concrete is still wet, let me put this in while it's still wet. Don't do missionary dating. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. And the other thing is, you know, especially when you, a dude, let me just tell you, ladies, when you're with a dude and you're courting, that's the best you're going to get from him. There are exceptions. I think maybe I've improved. I know Minister Micah has. She's like, no, he didn't. 
Very good. Just call the church, 357-2065. Look for the counseling department. We'll help you out. Because guys, they're, they're, they're just in there. That, that's their knight in shining armor phase. And, you know, unless he gets filled with the Holy Ghost and gets a brain transplant. Comes away from his base dog nature. Then, well, it's just true. And, and gets transformed by the renewing of his mind. I'm not down on men. I am one. And I'm glad I'm not a woman. And all the men said, yeah, that's right. Woo. All right. But clearly it was forbidden for them to have mixed marriages throughout the Old Testament. You'll see that. But it's, but it's hard to see how a mixed marriage of the godly line and the ungodly line, it's hard to see with that interpretation how that would then precipitate the destruction of all of mankind. It's a little extreme, wouldn't you say? The end of the world, that, that, that action would have precipitated the end of the world. Number two, sons of God in the Old Testament is often referred to as angels. Job 2 and 1 says again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. That's a reference to angels presenting themselves before the Lord. Matthew 22 and verse 30, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. So this is Jesus. It's in red. Jesus saying that, that angels, angels don't marry. Well, then what about that? Good question. In Jude chapter 1, turn to Jude. And verse, chapter 1 and verse 6, listen to what Jude says. And it's going to be okay. The angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their abode or left their house, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Turn to Second Peter. Now, here we're about to step off the reservation right here. This scripture is mind, mind-blowing. All right, you ready? Some of you just whipped through this during your annual reading of the Word. Others of you have never heard it before. 2 Peter 2 and verse 4. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Context, the context of this is what we're reading. The context of that scripture is Genesis 6. So Peter is referring to this Time when angels left their abode, Jude talks about left their abode, and God did not spare them, but he put them in a special place of hell, and an actual fact right there, there's a great app. Some of you need to get this. You'll find me referring to original language regularly. Why? Because you read hell and you just think it's a regular hell, but that's not what that says. That's the word in the Greek of Tartarus. There's a great app called the Loaded Bible. It's free. You can buy it. Uh, pardon me, it's free, so you don't have to buy anything. Thank you very much. You can download it. 
all right? And on that, you can go to the scripture and many of those words, they'll have like a little bubble and you can tap it and it'll come up and show you the, the, the definition of the original word. Because you're reading, you're reading something that is uh, translated. This is a translation of the Greek scripture. So when you look at something, what you're reading, it was not written in English. In Greek, I mean, there's five different meanings for the word love. Now, we kind of know them like I love chocolate cake and I love my wife. How many of you know there's two different kinds of love? The chocolate cake is very intense kind of love. <laughs> I mean, there, there's, I think there's five. Five different, you know, one of those words, I think it's eros. You know what that is? That's sexual love. You know how many times it is in Scripture? Never. You know why? Because it's, 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 it's not the kind of love a Christian should have. It's a lust. So when you read this, but cast them down to hell, that word is the word Tartarus. And it's only used one time right here. And it appears to be a place especially reserved. It's, an, it's a, a special condo in hell for these creepy angels that did what? Took the daughters of men and slept with them. Ooh, come on, bump your neighbor and say, whoa, that's intense. All right. What I believe happened, this will go right to your notes now. Evil grows. Adam and Eve, Cain, so on and so forth. What is very fascinating to me is in this text, and the New King James says it just a little bit better, they they saw the daughters of men, that they were pleasing, and they took them. Now, does that sound familiar? Saw, pleasing, took. Does it sound familiar? Everybody say it with me. Saw, pleasing, took. They saw it. Oh, that's nice. And they took it. Does that sound familiar? It's exactly what Adam and Eve did in the garden. And you'll see over and over and over, things can seem shiny, can seem nice. In this case, it has to do with, with women and angels. They saw, they were pleasing, they took them. I love what one of our pastors who was referred to as a spiritual berserker, which was a compliment. A berserker is, was used in, by Vikings. would send out, it's like one guy that could defeat 20. And so they'd just send him out. And he would go fight, he would just terrify everybody and they'd just quit right away. If they're all like that, we quit. Pastor Earl Thurner, friend of ours, still in ministry, and he said this way, if you look too long, you're on a hook real strong. Saw, pleasing, took. Be careful, little children, what you see. The Father up above is looking down in love. All right. But that's what these angels seem to do. The sons of, sons of, sons of God are what many believe and what I believe is basically fallen angels 
and they attempt to corrupt, to fully corrupt man. And in actual fact, you can study and see a thread of assassination attempts against the the messianic line. You can see that through scripture. You can see how David's line tried to get killed. You can just see over and over how the enemy would try to break in and mess things up so mankind couldn't be saved, couldn't be redeemed. The proto-evangelum is right there in the very pro, meaning first evangelum. It's the first time the gospel is preached. It's right there at the fall of mankind. The curse comes down on mankind, and the Lord says to Satan, you'll crawl on your belly all of your life. And you'll, you'll be an enemy of, of, of man. The seed of the woman will crush the head of Satan. The seed of the woman. It's singular seed. Seed is talking about one particular seed, talking specifically about one who would come. The Messiah. Jesus of, Jesus of Nazareth. Emmanuel. God with us. That, that would be born of a virgin. And over and over, so many scriptures, but the seed of the woman would come and crush the head of Satan, you'd strike his heel, you will, he will crush your head. It's a picture of how Jesus defeats the enemy. Yet it has to play out over thousands of years. But the enemy, Satan, the sons of Satan, his falling angels attempt to fully corrupt man, destroying the seed of the woman. Fallen angels did exactly what Eve did. I've really said that already. They saw pleasing to the eye. They took wives. They took it. Eve took the fruit. They took the wives. And it appears that mankind makes union with fallen human angels. You say, that is so creepy. I know. Aren't you glad they're in hell? Aren't you glad they're locked up in the condo called Tartarus? Where do you live? Tartarus. Yeah. Rough. Yeah, you get to stay there. Somebody said, my God, are there angels flying around? Is that happening today? No, not like that. That's all I'll say about that. The result is not the Nephilim. The Nephilim, or Nephilim, are giants. So a lot of people say that the offspring produces the giants. But that's not true because you can you can see things uh, like at the Pulaski River fine and different. There are people that have, is, is it called giantism? Is there any doctors in the house? You know what I mean? Like, seriously. No, they really believe that there were the heroes of old. And it says that right in the text. Are you all there? They were heroes of old, men of renown. So I don't know if you can imagine that, but can you imagine? Can you imagine a mixture of human and supernatural power? What would that produce? I bet they could bench a lot, those guys. Would produce heroes of old. They would become the kings. They were... I'm sure, I mean, I don't don't know what they look like, but it's a mixture of human DNA and literally demonic DNA. How come that can't happen anymore? Because these angels are now in a place called Tartarus. These demons. 
But what's fascinating to me also is how you see mankind over and over and over try to do the same thing. Tower Babel. You can go to chapter 11. The plains of Shinar. You can flip forward just a little bit. This is after the flood. God doesn't destroy the tower. He destroys their communication. So that's kind of intense, these heroes of old. And again, this is hotly debated and controversial. But it does make sense if these mixture of demon angels and mankind mix, it, it, it makes sense that that would then destroy the Adamic seed in its purity and wipe out the Messiah, if I could just say it that way, ahead of time, and would corrupt the earth in its entirety. You would no longer have human beings. You'd have this mixture of freak freaks. You, you following me? Not, not if you're following. So what does God do? He kills everybody. Well, don't you love the Lord? Isn't he amazing? I love you, Lord. He brings judgment. He, he gives mankind, he, he puts a stamp on mankind and says, That's, you, get, you get 120 years after that. He's merciful, gives them 120 years. And then the destruction of mankind takes place. Now, there's current residues, I love this, and pagan, paganism thought affirms this. In Japan, and I, I referenced this on Friday in my uh, ETS program, I have a program 1230 Alaska time, but if you don't have time to watch it, then you can watch it later because it goes to our YouTube page and it goes to our Facebook page and, and my personal Facebook page, and you can watch it later. And there are hundreds of people that watch this thing all over, and sometimes it's like a, you know, a travel blog which I can't stand. But most of the time I get into the Word and I teach you for about 15, 20 minutes on your lunch break. And so I, I talked about this. In Japan, you, you see this residue in Japan. Now, in Japan, they had a, I don't know if they still do it. A while back, it was on, I, I think I remember in the 80s, that's like 100 years ago, some of you weren't born, but I think I remember in the 80s, it was on TV where the emperor was brought out into a rice paddy on this specially prepared moment where the emperor would then have union with the sun god. Okay, do you know what union means? Nod your head. Okay, and that's really what they believed would happen. Kind of crazy. Meet with the sun goddess. And, you know, that's one of the reasons many think that Japan is so bound up is because of the roots of what's in Japan is so demonic. Pharaoh in Egypt was a living embodiment of Horus, the falcon god. That's who they believe Pharaoh to be. And you can look at the ziggurats in Latin America. You can look at these shrines, these different places around the world. And, and even uh, the Tower of Babel, many believe that they built this tower. Why? To get into the heavens to do what? The same thing that takes place here to bring union between cosmic power and mankind. Mankind has been corrupted. I mean, sin is in the human heart. When I say corrupted, I have to be careful in the context of this. Corrupted in that the enemy wants to, wanted to corrupt all of the, the, the DNA, if I could say it that way, of mankind. 
And so you, you see this throughout these ancient cultures. Do you have that, um, brother media? Yeah, I, I'm just wondering if I should use it. Okay, put it on the screen. There is technology right now. Now, I'm just going to talk to you about the technology, and then I'm going to move on. Okay? All right? Everybody say, okay. Is that all right? Okay. There's technology right now. This is a web page. You can go there, thegenehome.com. How does gene therapy work? Now, this is actually amazing. Is they are able to take now... Uh, they understand DNA and they understand how traits come down lines. And, do, you know, there's, there's actually code for how long you'll live. Now, they can't figure out how long you live, but some people live longer than others because of code. And so, how many of you know what one of the number one, just leave it up and I'll run my mouth for a little bit and pray. In Jesus' name, I'll pray for myself. I don't get in trouble right now. Lord, help me right now. <laughs> let's have a praise break come on just lift your hands to Jesus come on you're like I'm freaked out good just worship God come on God's on the throne and the devil's been defeated God's on the say it with me God's on the throne and the devil's been I can't hear you singing again God's on the throne and the devil's been defeated. God's on the throne and the devil been defeated. God's on the throne and the devil been defeated. God's on the throne and the devil been defeated. Hey, he's defeated, defeated, defeated. God's on the throne and the devil been defeated. God's on the Defeated, defeated, defeated. Sing it. God's on the throne and the devil's been defeated. God's on the throne. Defeated. God's on the throne and the devil's been defeated. Defeated, defeated, defeated. Yes. Put your hands together for Jesus. Come on, just take yourself a little bit. Oh. What? All right. I figured you'd need that before you hear this. So, there are basically two types of gene therapy and several techniques with those types. And on this, on this website, you can learn about the different gene therapy types and techniques used for treatment of diseases. So if cancer is a hiccup, or missing aspect of someone's DNA, or something that's been added, or something that's corrupted, they're literally figuring out how to get into somebody's DNA and, and remove that or add. In fact, uh, put up the next slide. You have another slide, or is that it? Father, we pray for our media team that you would help them. There's gene addition and gene subtraction, and there's a thing called CRISPR. Did you ever, did you have meat birds? Who here knows what meat birds are? I, I call them Frankenstein birds. Meat birds. Anybody know what meat birds are? You can get these birds and like within how many weeks? What is it, 14 weeks? I mean, you get these little chicks and then you feed them. How many weeks? Does anybody know how many weeks it is? 
Lots of opinions on how many weeks it is, but it's not many. So you can get them during the summer season, which is also not many weeks. Here in Alaska, and you can feed those things. And we got them, and we had, I don't know, we had, we had 20 birds, or maybe it was 15 birds. I don't know where Daniel is. He's somewhere here. And we would feed these things. They grew so quickly. They are basically engineered. It's not a normal bird. It's an, an engineered bird. It's genetically engineered to grow really quickly. And I'm not kidding you. By the time these things were like 10 weeks, they'd chew your leg off. No, I was one of the, me, my, my wife would not go in there. She went in and this bird just straight. If you, if you missed a feeding time and you walked in, they will eat you. And so I just remember walking and their, their legs had gotten thick and they're kind of waddling around like, ah, they look so angry. They look like, they look like a chicken mated with a chicken from the hell. And then they produce these things. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It, they're a terrifyingly aggressive bird. And I've had roosters and aggressive roosters and roosters are smart. Aggressive rooster comes after you, kick it really good. And it just wakes up to who's really in charge. Good swift kick, unless it's got brain damage, and then you know you need to off it, dispatch it, and eat it for dinner. So these 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 birds, they grew like amazingly. And I remember going out and like I'd have to get my game on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's feed the birds. And I would, and it was a game. I'd be like ready to be like, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, yeah, come on. And I go and I call them and I come on. Ah, ah. And I move in and I'd feed them. And then I'd get out. Pastor Cowan's like, I'm never going in there again. That was really scary. And we slaughtered them all and ate them. They were genetically engineered birds. We never did that again. It was just a little bit weird. CRISPR technology, do you all need the website again? CRISPR technology, it's amazing if, come on, I won't raise your, ask you to raise your hand, but how would it be, how would it be if you could, if you had a parent that had dementia or Alzheimer's? Wouldn't that be amazing? Just suck that Alzheimer part out. It wouldn't, you could fix it. Hitler was into genes because you can see where it can go now. If I just used the name Hitler, he wanted to create a whole race of blonde hair, blue-eyed Aryan nation. And literally, they were messing with genes. They didn't have the technology we now have. But I, I really, I'm glad I'm 6'1", but I really prayed for 6'3". Can we just fix that? And my son, maybe. Would that be okay? Is it okay? What? Where do you draw the line on that? Where do you draw the line on that technology? Let's move on into the application. That'll be the giant gap. I leave in this message on purpose. 
What's God saying to us? Be wise of the enemy's strategy. He really is preparing the world to think in terms of the occult. He really is. The enemy really is setting things up for one world government. He really is setting things up for the Antichrist, the false prophet. It's the unholy trinity. Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. He mimics and copies God, and he's going to do everything he can, and it's, it's going to play out. It's going to happen. It's in Scripture. You can't do anything about it, but you can pray and you can reach the lost. And I do have good news for you. God's on the throne and the devil being defeated. God's on the throne and the devil being defeated. God's on the throne being defeated. Defeated. Oh, defeated. God's on the throne and the devil being defeated. God's on the throne and the devil being defeated. God's on the Defeated, defeated. Sing it with me. God's on the throne and the devil be. Defeated, defeated. All the ladies sing. God's on the throne and it. All the men sing. On the throne and Come on, sound like a man. God's on the defeated. Everybody sing. God's on the devil's been defeated. 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 Shout to God. Come on. Hey. Oh, don't stop. Come on. God's in control. God's in control. God's in control. God is on the throne. Don't be freaked out. If he raised a Noah, he can raise you up too. Noah didn't have Jesus. He didn't have the shakalaka halabakaya shateakaho. His tongues. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. be wise against the strategy of the enemy. Be wise. 2 Thessalonians. You know you're having church when you get out of breath. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let no one deceive you by any means. Thank you, sir. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. The man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above everything that is called God in this worship, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. There is a plan that's unfolding. You want to have a great wisdom from God, and you want to know the word. You don't want to be ignorant. Choose to live holy in application once again. Choose to live right. Holiness matters. I said holiness matters. I don't know who I was talking to. It was a while ago. And they said, well, I was wanted to be on the worship team, but there's a lot of red tape. I said, uh, no, there, there's really not. There's not a lot of red tape. We have a training protocol, and we don't let any Forrest Gump up on here. <laughs> no offense if that was you. 
just a test to be unoffended. If you haven't been offended yet here at King's, it's going to happen soon. Not on purpose. You can't just come up here. There's a plan. We have a plan here. There's a str- Holiness matters. Tithing matters. Living for God matters. Having your attitude right matters. All these things matter. And on this particular, listen, on this platform, leadership, if you're a leader in this house, we don't just randomly pick leaders and have a gift of leadership. Satan has a gift of leadership. All right. Choose to live holy. Noah didn't have a church. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He didn't have Jesus. And yet he's a man of righteousness. Set a guard around your life. Set a guard around your life. Life of prayer. Develop godly relationships. I think it was, it's probably 12 years ago. It's a while ago. Approximately 12 years. And I preached from that text, and I, I'm, it's not in my notes, so I'm just pulling it out from memory. Jesus says to the Pharisees, does not the word say, and I'm, again, I'm paraphrasing, that you are gods to whom the word of God came. How many of you know that scripture? So did he call them gods in whom the word of God came? Yeah, that's what he says. But it doesn't mean that you're God, God. It's talking about the great privilege and honor and authority of those who have the word of God. And, and, and so I was sharing that, and I had somebody get so freaked out that they thought I was telling the church that you're all gods. Okay? They probably didn't go back and listen to the tape. So they called Maui, and they talked to Dr. Morocco. Well, they sent a letter first. Then they called and follow up with the letter. And then I get a phone call from Dr. Morocco. Pastor Daniel. Yes, doctor. We have one of your congregants is very concerned about your preaching. I said, oh, well, what happened? Did you say that the people are gods? I said, uh, No. Well, they think you did. And then we discussed his scripture. He said, you got to be careful with Alan. People can misunderstand you. He said, all right, well, you might want to call, make sure you get everything straight. I said, great. I hung up and I thought, man, what a backstabber. And then I thought to myself, I thought to myself, I said, self, shut up. You're a man under authority and thank God you are. You ought to rejoice if somebody's willing to throw you under the bus. What if you're teaching something that's messed up? Wouldn't you want somebody to stop you or help you? I'm not messed up, but you could be. Somebody said that education's not important. Yes, it is. It is so. And accountability and relationships are important. So I'm so glad that I've got a pastor that will call me to tell me, hey, I'm so glad. Listen, when I'm preaching, it's going on. I'm going to be held accountable. I'm going to be judged by what I'm teaching you right now. That's why I say things like, it could be. It's possible. Come on, someone say it's possible. Develop godly relationships. Let me ask you, who's discipling you? You are. Okay, but you watch six hours of TV, average male, every week. So I don't get to talk to you for six hours. So really, is it possible that the idiot box in your house is discipling? Certainly your phone, maybe. Not feeling the love. I'm going to have to sing it again. 
God's on the throne and the devil been defeated. God's on the throne and the devil been defeated. God's on the throne and the devil been defeated. Hey! God's on the throne and the devil been defeated. God's on the... Come on, shout to God one more time. So who's discipling you? Who is a godly relationship in your life? Who is the one that you're accountable to, ma'am, sir? Who holds your shut up card? I've preached it so many times before, but you have to have relationships. Godly relationships. I know your aunt who smokes a pack of cigarettes a day and hasn't gotten out of her house in years. You, you want to listen to her advice. Develop godly relationships in the house with people that have walked the walk, talked the talk, walked the walk, know the word. Develop those relationships. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, hallelujah. Come on. Family night at King's. Focus on the kingdom. Everybody say focus on the kingdom. Hallelujah. Come on, say focus on the kingdom worship team. How many of you appreciate the worship team? Huh? Everybody say, focus on the kingdom. Come on, if Noah did it, you can do it. Focus on the kingdom. Focus on the God's merciful. He's merciful, but the word of God says also that now is the time of salvation. There are forces at work that are trying to destroy our nation, trying to destroy the nations of the earth. God is not taken by surprise by any of it. Be very careful how you live, the choices that you make, the relationships that you have. Show me your friends, I will show you your future. Partner with godly people. Minister to those who are ungodly. Jesus says to come out from among them. Paul said, come out from among them, quoting Isaiah. Come out from among them. It doesn't mean that, that you leave the earth and you know live as a hermit on the top of Pioneer Peak. If we were to do that, then we wouldn't be able to affect our whole country, we wouldn't be able to affect our state, we wouldn't be able to change what's going on. Aren't you glad that somebody told you about kings and you came? Aren't you glad that somebody told you even better, told you about Jesus? And, 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 you, and you made a decision. You believed in your heart. And you confessed with your mouth that, that Jesus is Lord, that he died on a cross and he rose again from the grave. Aren't you glad? You've been serving God for many, many years. Who witnessed to you? How'd you get saved? Sister Tammy, tell him. Pastor Jack O'Mary's daughter. So I was working at a, at a DNA grocery store and the, she would constantly tell me, you need to come to church with me. You need to come to church. Yep. And I and told her, nope, I don't need church. I got God. And I had a relationship with God. I thought that it was a relationship in God, but in the world. And then finally, I went to church. It was down the road. <laughs> and it was in a different denomination. But I told her, I says, you'll be proud of me. I went to church. And she said, I didn't see you in my church. Where you been? Come to my church. And I tell you, my life was wrecked when I went to her church. 20. 20 years old. 
Do you know that this is one of the most exemplary women of God I know? This lady does so much, serves so many people, die hard, woman of God. I'm so grateful for you. You know what I will never forget? I will never forget years ago when your, your former pastor, Jack O'Mary, was dying. You served him and that family day and night. You were there ministering day and night until he passed. And when I saw that, I thought, man, this lady is amazing. Do you know there are people that you're coming in contact with all around this community, on social media? You're, you're, there's people that you're coming in contact with you see every day at the, at the, the sandwich shop, at, at Subway, at, at the gas station, at, at wherever you are frequenting. Do you know that there's, there's Tammy choirs all over the place? And they're just, they really, really desperately want Jesus, but, but not many people reach out to share. I was first witness to, I think I was in fifth grade. That's a while ago. I'm in fifth grade and I'm with my friend, Derek Tompkins. And there we are out on the, on the playground. And some strange people came by. They had long hair and they were wearing these tie-dyes. How many of you know what a tie-dye is? I think it's coming back in in some circles. It ain't ever coming into my house. Amen. I'm done with tie-dye. You want to wear tie-dye? Go for it. They were wearing tie-dye. Long hair. They were the long hairs. So they used to be called long hairs or hippies. But they weren't hippies. They were Jesus people. And I remember this, this three of them man two girls they kind of floated up to us and we're like strangers <laughs> and we're just talking and all of a sudden there they were and they're like hey man I'm like hey I'm like look around there's no teachers there ain't no nobody he's like we just want to tell you about the love of jesus man do you guys know jesus christ and i'm like yeah jesus christ i heard about him at church it's a guy that's you know the cross. Yeah. And he says, Yeah, he loves you and he died for you. And he starts giving us the plan of salvation. Now, wait, I didn't get born again. Oh, I wish he was bolder. I wish he had more boldness. They backed off and just let us go. I, I wish, I wish he said, he really pressed. I wish that he maybe used the gifts of the spirit. If I had gotten saved in fifth grade, Pastor Kirsten. Oh, I, things would be different. I'm just glad I got saved at all. How many are out there? So you can hear a message like this. The truth is the time is now. And the day of salvation is at hand. And the time is short. The enemy's made a plan. There will come one world government. There will come a one world monetary system. All of that will come. The rapture will come. I want, I want to go. And I was telling Tiff Shuttlesworth, who just preached a few Wednesdays ago, one of the most powerful messages on end times in our nation. And I thought, I want God to just wait. Because I want to finish my building, fill it first. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want to finish our building and I want to fill it. And honestly, I feel like I'm like 
I feel like maybe I just graduated spiritual high school and I want to put some points on the board. Anybody want to put some points on the board? The devil hit my family, tried to destroy my family, but he has been defeated and God is on the throne. Now I am going to put some points on the board. I'm going to reach people. I'm going to preach and pray and prophesy. I'm going to let God use me. I'm not going to be turned to the right or the left. I'm not going to be seduced by the God of this age. I'm not going to be seduced by anything. I'm not going to be enamored by anything. I'm going to live and love God with all my heart and all my mind and all my soul. My God, if Noah did it, if Noah did it, I can do it and so can you. We can reach this community. We can turn this place upside down. We can change our nation. It just requires a church that gets turn me up. Who's on the where's my sound guy? Give me some heat. We can turn this nation around. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.